2: Check out heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. We're back. Day after show is back. Goose is back. Tour is happening. It's it's all very, very exciting. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. Neil, how are you?
3: I'm excited. I'm excited. And also trying to post this uh, this thing on Facebook at the same time. <laughs>
1: two um, things to do. Uh, but yeah, two you're, to do. You're on your way down here right now.
3: I'm on my way. I'm uh, hanging out in the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot right now. Yep. And uh, yeah, man, I'm just counting the minutes until I get there. And um, I'm pretty, pretty stoked to pretty be back stoked. at the cap.
1: And it's like to see you, of course, because you're going to be there. I'm excited to see you as well. It's going to be great. Uh, Tonight's going to be fun. But of course, we are here to talk about last night. We've got a couple of special guests uh, who were at the show as well, uh, who will be on in just a few minutes. Uh, But before we get started, uh, a word from our sponsor. We do have a very exciting new sponsor uh, for Spring Tour. Uh, We've got Beekeepers Naturals. Uh, Powered by nature and obsessively tested, Beekeepers uses potent ingredients like propolis, pollen, and royal jelly, and, as importantly, steers clear of added chemicals. In a day and age we want to boost our immune system, Beekeepers Naturals has many products from lozenges to gut health supplements to support us and tap into the magic of nature. Personally, I don't leave home without one of their propolis throat sprays, especially supportive for a five-night run of goose shows. And, of course, you can use code STORMSOUND at checkout for 20% off your order at beekeepersnaturals.com. Very exciting. We're now in yep. big propolis. Yeah, big bees. <laughs> big uh, bees. <laughs>
3: moving on from big mushroom, I guess.
1: Yes, exactly. So without further ado, um, we're going to bring... Oh, yes, Ryan Legvold brings up a great point. Nice air freshener.
3: Hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, this is actually unintentional. Like I'm not like actually showing this off. It's just the way I have this set up. But of course, we have Trevor on this side and we have Goose on the other. We um,
1: well... Without further ado, let's bring our guests on. We've got Josh, and we've got Steve and Chris, uh, who are just in the car. Seems like their connection's a little bit rocky right now, but should stabilize soon. Uh, so we'll start with you, Josh. How are you?
4: Fantastic, you know. Uh, Wednesday, great start. I'm doing tonight and Friday, so you know, just they left some good meat on the bone, and
1: I'm ready, ready for night two. Awesome, yeah, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on today, we're excited, uh, you know, a lot of dates this spring, a lot of new people to get to talk to about Goose, thanks for being here. Stephen. Chris, what about you guys, how are you?
0: Doing well, we're actually, um, we wish we were doing uh, tonight and Friday as well, but we are back already in Buffalo, New York from uh, from our trek last night down to Fort Chester for the show.
1: Nice. You're, so you, you live closer to, uh, to my neck of the woods? So. That's right. Yeah, good. Well, glad you guys uh, made it home, but we're ready to dive in to uh, some last night's show. So let's start with you, Josh. Uh, talk about kind of your experience getting to the cap, you know, for the first night of the run, getting yeah. in line, getting in the venue. Whereabouts were well, you? We showed, Yeah, we showed up
4: not too far after uh, doors opened at 7, and first time in a while there hasn't been a long-ass line to get into a good mm-hmm. show. So that was nice. Got in pretty quick. Uh, merch line was crazy. Yeah. So, haven't picked up my, my new swag yet. But um, yeah, I mean, the venue's awesome. Tons of, tons of good space. Um, posted up, got our spot, Peter's side. And, um, you know, just kinda rode the wave from there. Already, nice.
1: Steven Chris, what about you guys? Yeah, super good.
0: And like a stark contrast to like the uh, getting in versus the uh, Glenn's Falls show where we were outside in the line for like probably an hour. And this one, we signed up the same thing. We walked right up and, and right through the doors, got our spot immediately. Um, it was really seamless and easy. And yeah, great venue.
1: Yeah. Where, whereabouts were you guys in the venue last night?
0: Uh, Trevor's side, but right near the, uh, the soundboard.
1: Oh, nice. No, so you were just on the other side of the soundboard from uh, where I was. I was uh, Peter's side right at the front of the soundboard. My, my favorite spot in the venue. Um, yeah. of course in a, in a venue like this where there are no mm-hmm. seats, um, in an, in an arena size venue, I have a different favorite spot. Um, but Peterside side is, is where I gravitate to. It was, it was packed in there last night, but it didn't feel, um, uncomfortable for, you know, pretty much all the show. Like I, I felt it was, it, it got a little warm at times, a little, little squishy, but yeah. people weren't aggressive. It was, you know, very nice crowd. Yeah, Neil, Neil, what about you? What, what was your, your couch tour set up like last night?
3: Uh, I was just sitting on the couch um, and then trying to update the setlist thread uh, <laughs> despite just a barrage of messages from people trying to mess me up. Um, it's and, part of the fun. Uh, yeah, we like to, then...
1: in in one of our various group chats, um, we like to have some fun with whoever is uh, on setlist thread duty for that night. So it's, it's me tonight, which... It'll be a lot of fun, um, but yeah, we like to, you know, throw out the wrong song or just generally screw with them. As you know,
3: and on that know. note, we can kind of transition to talking about the show if you don't yeah. mind, um, because I think everybody um, didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. when this show began, and I was responsible for the setlist thread <laughs> and getting <laughs> hazed mercilessly. And, man, was that nerve-wracking. I was sweating. Like, I should have enjoyed that more because it was really, really cool. But the whole time, I was just like, what on earth is this right now? Is this yeah. a new song? Um, Josh, before we started the show, you had mentioned it felt very thatchy. And that's what we were saying kind of like in our group chat. Like, is this is this like leading into thatch? Um, but, uh, yeah, man, what a way to open the show, this kind of finishing of Electric Avenue from Okeechobee.
1: I didn't even realize that electric Avenue was unfinished either. <laughs> Josh, what, 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 were your, what was your reaction to this? Opening? Uh, I mean, I thought it was a great opener just,
4: you know, starting a five night run. I mean, we were obviously trying to call our car a shot and it's just so hard to, to think what the perfect opener would be. So coming in with just a, just a great jam. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great way to start it. Um, I also am just sitting there racking my head, like, what is this? But yeah. at the same time, I thought the jam was great. And, um, yeah, I mean, great start to the show. Mm-hmm. Steve and Chris, you guys?
0: Uh, well, Chris actually ducked out, so it's just me by my lonesome right now. But, um, yeah, I agree. I I, would, I wondered in, the, in our drive down yesterday, like, how it was going to shape Shake out if they were actually going to start with Electric Avenue because I had noticed the animal corollary from Mexico to Okeechobee, and I was like, I never haven't noticed that before with ending, you know, taking the closer or encore, as it were, and then making it the opener. So I wasn't sure if that would happen. Then when they did it, I was like, was that intentional or whatever? Because I too didn't know that it was unfinished.
1: Mm-hmm. And so that, that that's an interesting thing to look at, uh, you know, ending the last show. Because uh, that, that's something that they're not going to do very often because you, obviously they don't repeat shows uh, or songs in back-to-back right. shows for the most part, unless there's like a month gap uh, or it's like different tours, what have you. But I like this. I thought there was definitely a little bit of an Into the Mist vibe um, to what they were doing as well. I What you know discouraged me from predicting that was the fact that Peter wasn't wearing his guitar. Um right. I was wondering also if they were doing a thing kind of like the Cincy Arcadia, where they were just doing a jam that was eventually going to drop into the beginning of the song, uh, which would be cool. But, you know, we got 20 seconds of Electric Avenue after like, what was it, like seven minutes of a really cool jam. So it was a pretty great way to open this, a pretty great way to open the show. Agreed. Yes. And then... Right into the meat immediately, um, with this all I need, and like you know, obviously, the crowd goes wild for all I need as a song, it's such a great tune, always. And the jams deliver, um, you know, we haven't had kind of a, a huge all I need since uh last summer. I think that the last really improvisationally significant one was Chrysalis, um, if I remember correctly, I could be. Rem- oh, no, I lied to yep. Boost, um. Yep. I forgot about the tray one, yeah. but this was a really amazing jam. It hit like all sides of the the spectrum. Uh, the, that first really like dark and eerie segment reminded me kind of, of a similar jam from the Nash cakes last year. Um, but I, I loved the way they immediately dope back into the darkness. Like, yeah. Like, remember when, remember like a year ago around this time when this was the norm, we're going back to that.
3: Love it. I mean, we talked about that, talked about that with Peter when he was on the pod. I will take Trevor plotting through my nightmares any day. And that is what that was. Um, That that plotting baseline that he does, which does sound a lot like the Nashville pancakes from about this time last year, um, was just absolutely killer. And I think, you know, when I was was watching this, I just couldn't believe they dove in right away um, just to, to heavy, heavy improv, especially after you know fall tour which it felt like the improv was was kind of disparate and like not as consistent so i was very 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 excited to hear this jam and this approach to this jam cuz they tried several different things in this it wasn't just like they found a thing and they're like oh we're going to do a little bit of the darkness like i mean this went a lot of different places there was a lot of different like styles i guess of jamming so
1: i, I don't know really really enjoyed this one yeah what did you guys think of the all i need
0: I think that was really the, uh, it set up a theme for the night um, as, re- as it relates to, Neil look, what you just said with uh, improvising and trying out different things. Um, I'll be honest, this was only my, I'm a, a newbie, unfortunately, this is only my second Goose show. I've listened to them for a long, long time now, but only the second time I got to see them. Uh, and that doesn't make
1: your opinions any less valid, just for the record. you <laughs> appreciate that but no
0: but just to say that i've not seen it's my first experience seeing them improv this heavy and from an early from early on in the show too
1: right josh what about you
4: yeah um you know looking at my notes from the show which you know they they tail (laughs) off towards uh you know the second half but uh (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i mean they got so deep into it you know right away um And then really came out in this high, like, funky uh, jam. There was that one part where Peter and – I think Peter was on the organ just trading licks with – Yes. Yes. Like, bluesy kind of deal. Yeah. With red. Really good. And I was like, this is what I'm here for right now. They're, like, talking to each other back and forth. Like, that was so cool to see. Um, And, of course, you know, it sounded great. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my – how long? What do you? What did
3: that?
1: Uh, it was around at? twenty, yeah. I think.
3: Twenty. Yep.
1: Yeah. 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 And we got teased with like three yes. whole seconds of second jam.
3: Yes. Like they. They. <laughs> I don't know it. if you
1: all picked up on that there, but yeah. Bud's, Buds started playing. Oh no! The room erupted. Like the crowd oh, really? went nuts for like three seconds, and then they abandoned it, and like there was like a ah. Yeah. I have it that's... on good authority that they did that on purpose.
3: Yeah, that second jam. I think we all. <laughs> We're really excited to be finally getting that second jam, especially after finding out that the last time they did like the the second part of the jam was totally a mistake. Right. Two times ago. Well, two times ago. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, that was hilarious uh, and also pretty cool that the band was like trying to have fun with us. Right. Yeah, Uh, they know. They know. Pretty neat.
1: Yeah, I I was like I was like Peter, you son of a bitch! Like you you know exactly what you're doing here. He knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. That was great. But uh, we got you know nice little run first set tunes here. We got Doctor Darkness, Butterflies, Jive Two. My first Butterflies and my first Jive Two. Very 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 excited to get both uh, both of these songs as well as Doctor Darkness, with I, which I love um, breaking long gaps on each of them. Jive Two was at like a twenty one show gap. You can believe it. Um, and uh, butterflies was only a few less than that, I think, but both of these are great songs. Trevor stepping out with this bass solo and jive to um, man, like he, I, I, you know, I can't decide who my MVP of uh, MVP of last night was. It might be Trevor. He was out front the whole night leading jams, you know, and they, they gave him, they gave him a solo there rightly. So, and, uh, he teased Earthling or Alien in Jive Two, and then Jive Two in Earthling or Alien. So mm-hmm. I didn't hear fun. that first tease. I have to go back and listen to that, but I guess I we didn't have hear a good it too, And then the someone detail. told me it was there, and I went back and listened to it, and it's there. Oh, did you? Yeah, during Peter's solo. But anyway, Josh, uh, this this kind of middle of the first set run here.
4: Yeah, I mean, um, first time for me, all three of those. So. Nice. Um, you know, it's almost like they know I'm there. They've just been hitting me with uh, first time plays left and right. But yeah, it was a great, it was, you know, after the All I Need, Dr. Darkness, almost like the perfect kind of landing pad. And, um, you know, Butterflies was cool. You know, Peter sounded great. And then my first jive. So, um, you know, got the funk in there, having a good time. Um Yeah, that was, to me, that was, yeah, it was, great, it was a great mid-set run there. For sure.
0: Steve? Uh, I was going to say the I mean, same thing. It was really, I like how they spaced out kind of their jammy stuff from, you know, the, it wasn't too lopsided. They did a the nice job of, you know, curating the set as they usually do from what, my perspective. But what was, uh, my buddy Chris was saying, what he would have said if he was still here right now was that he was um, like glued to Trevor and Ben the whole night. Like, the, mm-hmm. the, like on fire, it seemed, every song. Uh, they were super tight just pulling things out of left field and like you said there was a lot, a lot of teases from trevor and or things that like you know he seemed to just kind of i don't know he was just he's just a really talented guy so it was really it was he was fixating we were on his side so that's part of it but it was like you couldn't take your eyes off him. he doesn't even move when he has has this style and this flair without any sort
3: of uh outward movement it's pretty impressive yeah yeah, I mean, on that note, just talking about Trevor, I I have noticed, and it'd be interesting if we can actually get this information from him, but um, his tone sounds a little bit different. Like, he occasionally, last year, kind of had that really wet bass sound. With the, the envelope um, filter, yeah. With the envelope filter, but, like, I mean, that was present almost the whole entire night mm-hmm. last night, but, yeah. like, just a little bit.
1: He's got a he's got a new rig. Like I, I noticed like the the speaker cabinets behind him. He's got more and I think they're bigger, maybe. Um, but him. definitely uh, a contributing factor to this new sound. Rick, obviously, his tone was like was crazy last night. I, I love yeah. the way he sounded. He's got so all three of his amps that he's used in the past few years. He's got the small guy that he was using 2019, 2020. He's got the the bigger Mesa amp from like 2021, 2022. And then he's got the more recent, like kind of more tray setup. So I don't yeah. know, like, whether there's like a, a mix of signals from all of them or he switches between them. Um, but his tone sounded really good last night to my,
3: opinion. yeah. I mean, it was like shifting a lot. There was like a point in the the jam that preceded, um,
1: Electric, uh, Avenue.
3: Electric Avenue, where he sounded like full on Schofield, like you could, like, blink your you know close your eyes and listen and like just hear Schofield and not Rick um so I, I thought that was pretty awesome but uh yeah I mean everybody you know on the Trevor or Trevor being the MP MVP thing um I think Ben had a spectacular night I think Peter yeah. had a spectacular night I mean they, they were just they were all on you know I think Jive on. would laugh at us if he was here uh, but
1: they were <laughs> precision. on. You know? it was, yeah, yes. precision yeah precision Well, let's talk about this uh, Earthling or Alien because, you know, second immediately huge jam of the night, another one where it just felt like Rick was just intent on jamming. Like, you know, there were were a few times last night where it's like, we're going to jam this for another 15 minutes. I don't care if, you know, the idea doesn't take hold right away. We're going to go until it does, which is amazing because that's like, that's the kind of thing that we want to hear from them right now because, you know, they're still searching for, where they're gonna like what what their jamming style is gonna be like there there's so much territory for them left to explore at this point and so they need to have these kind of more experimental jams where they're just like we're gonna jump off the deep end and we're gonna you know go for a while and see what happens and this jam was so cool more mm-hmm. amazing trevor you know th- that octave up like you know like sharp sound from rick uh it oh i i loved it <laughs> it was in heaven
4: yeah uh so this was my goose Miss wish song that i didn't get and they gave it to me last night so nice. thank you thank you guys uh i mean i, I love this song I, i've been waiting to see it live because you know it just gets everybody fired up you know um and i loved it so um didn't 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 write any notes on this one. I guess I was I was too much in the zone. But uh, yeah, it was great. At- was, what did it clock in at, Ryan? At
1: uh, eighteen, I think it was Neil. Yeah, something like that. The, yeah, that sounds right. Steve, what about you?
4: No, I was just com- it, well,
0: yeah. This is another example where I was like just like I felt like my jaw was on the floor with kind of where they were going within the instrumental sections. I mean, they really. They pushed the envelope as much as they could. To your guys' earlier point, um, seemingly to me, yeah, um, with, with Rick just sitting there wanting to just constantly stay improvising all the time, um, it just felt like that was, yeah, that was clearly the aim in songs like that. And I get into that a little bit more later on in the second um, set. There was some like otherworldly stuff happening in that drive song.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, this. ERA, um, there is a section in this ERA that is just outrageous. Occasionally, Goose will do this, where it doesn't sound like multiple instruments playing on the stage. It all just kind of sounds like this enormous like wave of sound. Mm-hmm. And there's about a, a one-minute segment in there that's just ridiculous. And like probably my favorite one-minute segment of jamming the whole entire night, where it's just I mean, they just tap right into some kind of cosmic magic, and it is wonderful. Really, mm-hmm. really killer jam. And you know, I'll just keep saying it because um, there are a lot of people out there who don't like Earthling or Alien. This is an amazing song, and it is now a jam vehicle. Yeah. And you're gonna get good stuff every time they play it. So the haters,
1: the haters Stop are
3: hater. in the shambles.
4: The after haters are
1: time, in shambles. In shambles.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after the chrysalis, Earthling. Yeah, you know, it's just
1: like, yeah, it's been it's, opening it's, up it's a lot more recently. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm excited to see where they keep taking it. You know, if it's going to continue going in this direction, which it seems to be. So, uh, set closes with "So Ready, Hot" as always. Nothing crazy exciting about this. But let's dive into this set too here. Um, you know, we open up with this wisteria, and to me, it immediately became apparent, like you know, the jams in the first set all were very purposefully dark and like evil the jams in the second set mostly um went towards a more major key uh like a a lighter motif especially like you know this hot hot wisteria um you know rick destroyed the the first section of it and then it just like as the peak faded immediately without hesitation they go into this very different gear where it's just like a nice afternoon like sun's out um and I just I I really, really enjoyed, uh, you know, the shift in the energy in the room as well going from because, you know, the crowd energy is very different during a jam like that Earthling versus a jam like the second half of this Wisteria.
3: Yeah, that's that Wisteria jam. I I love those blissy Wisterias. If you think about early 2021 and um, Sewanee Wisteria and then also the Wisteria at Caverns also have these very like major key blissey segments Mm -hmm. so excited to hear that again you know i'll I'll take my wisterias like that they don't all have to be you know san fran wisteria but uh i mean mean, it'd be
1: nice
3: (laughs) i mean it would be nice it would be nice but those those blissey wisterias are cool and those blissey themes like you said kind of show up all over this set and uh yeah unique shift and interesting because if you think about kind of how last year went the beginning of the year was very dark end of the year is very blissy. And then you actually have that in two sets tonight. Some mm-hmm. kind of nice symbolism there.
1: Steve, why don't you start us off with this wisteria?
0: Yeah, didn't. you know, I I think um I was gonna say the same thing about how, you know, when you in twenty twenty two when you in the first month of the of the year you you put up that San Francisco Wisteria lane. It's like there's gonna be a lot of fans out there that kind of they understand that they're, you're not going to hear that version again, right? The same way you heard it, but like they, people kind of set, set that expectation in their minds and say, okay, well this is what I want to hear or, or what I think I want to hear. But yeah, last night, I think it was, I kind of had that thought because I I had you know listened to myriad versions of Wisteria, but have never seen it live. Right. So I was in my head trying to piece together what I thought I would hear. And of course they completely went against that grain and I, it was the first time that I'd heard um or really kind of really tapped into hearing the the bliss the blissful tones and like the the happy with Syria uh that we got, and then we would later get in um and drive but um yeah, it's just like I said each song each jam kind of seemed to top the next uh as the night progressed it's just i got i had a feeling of can can this how can this keep getting better well shut up, it is let's just keep listening. <laughs>
4: Josh yeah I mean um, I guess I was surprised taken aback that they opened with that like I had this whole theory about what the first night of a five night run might have Um, yeah for some reason thinking like the big ones like that were going to be saved Um, so it took you know I was like holy shit but um, yeah it's such a good song I mean it's like I, I was fortunate I was at San Francisco I was at the Goosemans one And it's just like every Wisteria, it's just like the way they're able to consistently do something interesting and just awesome with that song. It's just like, it's just one of those just happy, happy you get it when you're there. So
3: Yeah. And Josh's note too, like I I had that same thought where like I had some ideas about how this set, these sets were going to be these two sets. And I didn't think they were going to start emptying the tank. And then, this, you know, after playing all I need in the first set, and then the, this wisteria in the second set, it's like, well, there they are. Those are the two big time bangers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what's going to happen? And then, and of then course, they
1: played Doobie song.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, dude, I love this Doobie in this spot. This Doobie's great here. It's great um, placement for it. It's an awesome cooldown song, I think. Um, yeah. And it's a huge rarity. So that's, like, another rarity that you're getting in this show now that Jive 2 over the last year has become that, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, th- the, this set list was filled with, like, huge jams and, like, really nice treats for people. Um, and, you know, you get this Erosian later in the set, which is, like, really great. And, um, but, yeah, back to talking about the, the jams here.
1: Well, let, let's talk about the jam, the 29-minute the one. Uh this drive, oh my god. Like
0: I was insane.
1: You know, again, another one of these things where like Rick just didn't want to let go of the themes, like that that solo that if you go back, you know, even a year or two, like that like quick little solo before where they used to do the O's, it, it used to be like 30 seconds, maybe. I have no idea how long last night was. I haven't I haven't re-listened to that part of it yet. But like it felt like it was just like Rick just kept peeking it, peeking it and peeking it and peeking it and just, you know, Peter's guitar in like, you know, underneath Rick's soloing was so good and the tones. And it was just, I was ha- very happy during that. And that, that's like before they, you know, started jamming even. Yeah. <laughs> that was hot. Wait, so, you know. Yeah. Well, me,
4: I'll, I'll, I'll just go back to my notes, uh, drive highlight so far uh and that was the last note of the night so it was <laughs> fair enough for me. <laughs> uh yeah i mean such like that song i mean the um the goosemis one like was the first time i saw it and I, mm. it just took it to another level for me and last night it was um yeah it's the the energy it brings from the crowd I mean, those guys, and then just, you just keep coming back to it. You know, yeah. it's like, it's so good. Um, this is
1: a good point uh, by came to play uh, for those in the venue who knew where to look for Bruce. Uh, he was in a box, uh, Peter side, um, and he was very happy during this drive. He If if I know. you know, if you knew where to look, he was very emphatically waving at the stage. Was, <laughs> yeah, uh, I played I, I, the site. Okay, now I know who that is because yeah. 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 he,
4: he kept being like, go,
1: go. Yeah.
4: You
1: know, I was like, okay, I got it. All right, cool. That was great. Steve, what did you think?
0: Man, Drive, uh, yeah, Highlight of the Night for sure. A couple of quick thoughts. One was it just seemed like Rick was going to solo where he usually doesn't solo in that song. Like, you know, there'd be times it looked like they were going to go back into like that kind of link section, um, the slow link section before the funky riff. Mm -hmm. But he kept soloing on it and it just, and not stopping, and I love that. Um, and that middle, I want to say it was the middle section, the light airy section, that gave me, it's not the same as this, but it gave me like a similar feeling to the 1230 Arcadia where you're just like, what? where did this come from? And what, yeah. like, the intro to the Arcadia in 1230 was just, you know, it seemed like a different set of guys up there. I mean, obviously we know these guys, are, these guys can play any genre they want, but, like, it just seemed like... Uh, like what it just was the opposite of the expectation, right? It's, it was like what you think you are going to see or hear. And they always flip the script. And I just was like, I was enthralled by that middle section.
3: Yeah. I mean that, that was an amazing centerpiece on 29 minutes of really, really excellent jamming. I mean, it had it all. I mean, Rick was absolutely just blowing my mind. And then, um, the, the, the section that you're talking about, uh, the the thoughts that I had, and then when I re-listened today, um, it it reminds me it was on the edge of kind of sounding like almost like Legend Valley creatures, where mm-hmm. it gets like this beautiful blissy segment. But like mm-hmm. listening when you listen to that, your your ears are drawn to the lead instrument, so you want to listen to Rick, and Rick was doing an amazing job. But if you shift your focus and listen to Peter, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Whatever he was doing was absolutely gorgeous and and he was on guitar and he was on well i mean you know how i feel about two guitar goose i, I mean it, it's my favorite how we all feel <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah you know the other kind of cool thing about this and we kind of joke about the indie groove thing all the time like that is like a super indie rock groove that he had going on under that which is like really you know unique for for like jam bass um so i i thought that was absolutely killer and Man, I can't wait to listen to it again. I listened to it just about like twenty minutes ago before we did this, and when we're done for my last half hour of drive before I get to New York, I'm gonna listen to it again because it's just I mean man, it just has everything um and then when you think it's about to resolve and be done, you get more yeah well
1: <laughs> Rick Rick brought it out of that that bliss section, and he was like, you know, like you know they could have ended it there, but he's like, no, we're gonna throw the second jam in here too, like why not like yeah, not even having done the proper first jam, he brought it back around to the song and then went off in the second jam. And then that was another Ben Atkin clinic. Ben
3: Atkin Showtime. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Holy clinic.
1: shit, man. <laughs> Putting on a clinic. It was absolutely outrageous. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, Peter getting in with more of these synth textures. Uh, as I, you know, as I said after listening to the Okeechobee show, and again, I was thinking all last night, he's clearly spent some time with that profit synthesizer over the last couple of months because. He's like, he's doing some crazy stuff on there. We also, we didn't mention, but I think it was in Earthling that we got the sirens. Yes.
3: I mean, there were sirens throughout the night though. I mean, he was all over that. There were
1: different kinds of
3: sirens. Yeah, there were, there were. He didn't do like that typical loop. Like he had like a sine wave thing going on for a bit. And I forget what song that was in, but uh, that was more synth than I think I've ever heard from Peter in, in, in a show. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. That might be hyperbole.
1: I think it was. It was more. I think it was more prevalent uh, hmm. in a lot of in a lot of spots. Yeah, man. What did you guys think of the you know the second half of this drive?
0: I just I don't know. I
1: probably that was another moment where I
0: think I was just sitting there, you know, awestruck. I just it, it it just kept coming, especially in that number. I was like, how long have they been playing? I mean, it felt like in a good way, like forever. But it felt like it had been all night. I was just. And I didn't expect it from that song of all, you know, of all songs that they, they, it is a jam, a nice jam vehicle um, drive, but it's, I just, like I said, I I didn't expect anything. I thought I expected. I shouldn't have, should not have had the expectation because it was changed.
1: Well, there we go. And yeah, yeah, it's just a really, really, really incredible jam and loose ends, tease slash ending for good measure.
3: Yeah. That's a tricky one, you know. Like, well, they they
1: didn't sing it, so it's not a full performance of loose ends. Yeah, I guess. I mean, more than the T. Yeah, it's like it's like. Okay, are you gonna like Rosewood Echo argument this again, Neil? No, I just I
3: want to make the point. This this is the one year
1: anniversary of that, so maybe it's time to let it go. Yeah,
3: maybe it's time we talk about it. I mean, I think that's my role (laughs) in this podcast anyway. So, (laughs) um, it's just a complaint about things. So, like, I mean, that is about as much of loose ends you're ever going to get without them just saying like a couple notes or a couple lines, but yeah, I mean, so really cool. I mean, another, this is another nugget though. And the set, like such a well-written set list, like they thought about this. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, of course what comes next is, is yet another thing that was a very, very thoughtful addition to the set. Mm-hmm. Bang or Yeti? Uh, mm-hmm. Like just out of nowhere. Well, that, that one actually, I forgot. So the, the Yeti, that was audible, right? That was just kind of thrown in there. Mm. Um, there was supposed to be a flea somewhere in the neighborhood. Oh. No, it was supposed to be there. It was supposed to be right after.
1: I thought it was. Drop. I thought flea was supposed to be the second song of the set. Let me consult I it was my drive picture. Them pink, but... It was supposed to be drive flea wisteria your ocean pancakes. You are
3: yeah, take that, Ryan. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's fun. Yeah,
1: was pretty cool. Absolutely. It was, but yeah, the, uh, the Yeti, your ocean, you know, pair to close the set. I liked it. Um, you're I, I probably would have inverted them if I were in charge of writing the set list uh, just cause I feel like Yeti is obviously it. like, it's more of an exclamation mark, yeah. but man, the way that Peter's vintage vibe sounds in that room uh, and the way it sounded during your ocean last night, like just the way the vibrato, cause I was standing more towards the middle. So I could hear the vibrato going back and forth, from left to right and it was just it was amazing. amazing. Um, hey, yeah, just
3: backtracking to Earthling Aurelian too. I mean, holy smokes, man. And and there that the the vintage vibes sounded insane. Like on the recording it 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 sounds really good. I was blasting it in the car on the way in. Mm. It was it's pretty great.
1: Just right re- Josh, we'll get to you in a sec. Just for the record came to play. Audling Zine um is historically played without uh the lyrics in that context, but Anyway, that's not relevant. Josh, talk about the... the... Well,
4: um, did you guys... Um,
1: at the end of your ocean? did
4: it look like they weren't sure if they were done or not? Do you guys... Yes.
1: Yeah,
4: yeah. I, thought... I, I, I think it was, it,
1: it was maybe a, like, are we going to non-core it or are we going to walk off and walk back? Right, because I think the
4: clock creeped up on them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and you said this, the Rin set list was drive, flee, then Wisteria? Yes.
1: Dang. Well, that would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I'm very happy with what we got. And then the Pancakes Encore was excellent. Very just explosive. Rick, once again, like, guitar hero Rick. Just, like, you know, you know these builds that he kept going on. Like, you know, he was, like, they were, like, grinning at each other as they, they did these again and again and again, like, up to the, the huge finish. Um, so, I, I think it was a great... Uh, great pick to close the show, you know. Bob Don encore, interesting encore pick, uh, which was what was on the written set list. Um, so I'm curious, you know, what we see popping up there tonight. But Steve, what did you think of the the ending of the show?
0: Man, um, well, first of all, I have to shout out the section, the ending section of Yeti, where um, Peter was playing the. Um, after the bass riff happens peter was playing his his main uh guitar part there but everybody else seemed to be in halftime feel which was awesome um hearing that live because it's a, it was just a nice kind of i don't know juxtaposition of the of the the melody there um with i don't know halftime i don't know i just like that stuff when they change it up on us um and then yeah. with the encore it was really cool to see peter Just kind of shred on guitar because we, my Chris and I were sitting there thinking to ourselves, man, how many times now have we listened to Goose on, you know, whether it's on Nugs or on Bandcamp or whatever, and we just assume Rick is shredding when that probably was Peter, depending on the song. Like oh, in the Yeti, yeah. I've never seen them. I don't think I've seen them even a a a video clip of Pancakes before. So I listening to it, I'm probably (laughs) probably thought that was Rick the whole time. But I Peter was
1: Peter does play keys uh, in Pancakes. You're probably thinking of Yeti, where he was on guitar.
0: Oh, that was him at the end of Yeti, then. Was it was yeah. when he was on the ground, just like. Yes. Going yeah. Hard. Sorry. Apologies. Yes. The Yeti. But that was incredible to see him go. Because, like, mm-hmm. once again, I, no, I just think it's Rick because Rick's always on the guitar. So it was cool to see Pete show his
3: uh, chops. Yeah. It was great.
1: Great ending to the show.
3: Yeah. It um, was really it was I fun. mean, in I terms fun. of like encores, that is an atypical goose encore, right? Yeah. You're not usually getting something like a pancakes and, you know, interesting, Josh, that you brought it up, that it looks like some of them were kind of wanting to stick around from where I was sitting. It looked like Peter wanted to stick around and Rick wanted to walk off the stage, but let's say, you know, hypothetically, had they non-core that non-core just for, for those at home who don't know the non-core <laughs> is when they just like outright the skip the sure. encore and say like, we're just going to play all the way through to curfew. Um, and had they gotten those extra few minutes of Pancakes, oh, man, that would have been absolutely outrageous. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. So and, you know, I think this Pancakes as like an encore and the encore slot is going to for a while kind of keep this show pretty high up in the ranks of like really good shows out of the year mm-hmm. because it's just it's so well thought out this whole entire show.
1: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Well, that brings us to the end of talking about last night's show. Uh, Josh and Steve, thank you guys so much for being on today. We really appreciate uh, you guys coming on the pod. Uh, Hope to catch you guys at the show soon. And obviously we'd love to have you back on at some point.
4: Yeah, definitely. Uh, See you tonight, Josh. Have a great rest of your
1: day. Well, before we go... Do a little bit of fantasy talk. Neil, would you like to start uh, by saying how many points you got in Fantasy Goose last night?
3: Uh, well, last season I won. Um, oh, so but that's not what about... we're talking about here.
1: <laughs> so how many points did you get? I,
3: I actually yet? haven't really looked. I think it's like three or two or something. Two. I got you absolutely just Two destroyed. points. Two points. All right. Two well, whole so you, points. You've done the homework.
1: Um, yeah. As we said, oh, I, I, I love, you know, gloating when you do terribly in Fantasy Goose because I know in the second half of the tour you're going to come back and win anyways. You always because well, you're a scumbag.
3: Um, tonight tonight is going to be a repeat of performance for me like i was thinking about my picks and oh boy um i mean especially after the set list that they wrote last night i mean it's it they are they are carefully selecting from their catalog they are ignoring any kind of like cadence in songs i think so all bets are off they're they're doing their best to write really good set lists so you know would it be outrageous for them to play like a Bob Don and Lily's Tiger tonight? Nope, I don't think so.
1: Oh, I would love a Lily's Tiger. Um, yeah, but I want it. Want to congratulate? Call me Doc Brown on their first Golden Goose win last night. A whopping twenty-eight points. Twenty-six more than Neil got. If you, uh, yep. for those of you keeping track at home, I put up seventeen. Very, very happy with that. Um, I won. I won the uh, the always almost there contingent last night. Um, but everybody, you've got a few more hours to get your picks in for tonight. Uh, lots of things on the table. Obviously, the picks are only going to get easier as the run goes on. But I feel like tonight, it's, you know, you don't. Okay. I don't think it's <laughs> going to be. You don't. Um, um, but I feel like it, it hasn't really gotten easier since last night. Like last night didn't really make no. it that much easier. Like, you know, there, obviously there are songs that they're not going to play tonight. But there are so many songs in their catalog now that it's it's hard to. It's hard to know what they're going to go for.
3: I'm excited. I'm excited for the next however many days. I'm excited for tonight because I'm going to be there. I'll be hanging yes. out with you. Uh, if you're listening or watching the pod right now, come say hi. Please Yes. come say hi. Um, we don't have anything PC, to yes. give you. We don't have slaps. Do you have slaps? I do not. We'll give you a high slaps
1: five. Floating around, but we will give you a high five, a hug, yeah. a handshake, yeah. uh, yep. whatever. But yes, if you see us at the show uh, the next few nights, Come say hi, please. Um, well, we'll let you get back on the road because you need to get here uh, for the yes, show. I do. But thank you, everybody, for watching this episode of Day After Show. We will be back here right. Uh, that did not come out properly. We are going to be back right here, same time, same place tomorrow um, to recap tonight's show. So, and with different guests, we've got very exciting guests, um, very vibe centric guests tomorrow, if you will um i'll, I'll leave Ooh. that out there but uh they're gonna excited. be good vibes on the pod tomorrow so i'm still good that. friends coming on it's gonna be fun um but yes enjoy the show tonight whether you're there uh or at home and we'll see you tomorrow hello
4: and welcome to novel conversations a podcast about the world's greatest stories i'm your host frank Lavallo. is the best song.